Hey everyone, it is Miss Felicia J here and welcome to Love Life in a Beautiful Glass of Red Wine. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is the book episode where I will read you another chapter of my book, Love Life in a Beautiful Glass of Red Wine. Every chapter is about different things, so please be mindful of any triggers that you may have before and as you listen. And don't forget to be gentle with yourself. Also remember, if you want to read along, you can do so by clicking the link to my blog, on my link tree and remember that I post this week's blog post every Tuesday and it stays there for seven days then it's gone so if you're tuning in after that seven day period this is why you can't find the corresponding blog post but it's all right you can tune in here and hear the podcasts podcast episodes whenever you like the last few weeks that word has got me sorry everyone so let's get started but first things first gotta pour the wine because everything is just a little bit more you know, beautiful, with a beautiful glass of wine. So, let's get started. Today's episode is November the 11th, and here we go. Today I'm reminded of the pain that I've been through in my life. I guess the most recent pains. I consider Wade and how badly he has hurt me. I don't know when the pain will go away. I have to walk with it every day, and there's so many levels to it. The betrayal, the disbelief, the anger, the sorrow, the loss, all of it's just too numerous to list. I sit and wonder how he lives with the pain that he has caused. How does he look at himself knowing that he has done to me, done to his family, sorry, how does he look at himself knowing what he has done to me, done to his family, to his children? I know that one has to reconcile what they have done in life, and that is a good thing in the end, but... How has he reconciled it? How can you reconcile it when you still deny the truth? Deny that it has even happened? Anyway, this isn't about his feelings. This is about mine. I can only speculate what his feelings are, but I know mine. So here I'm trying to understand the anger, the sadness, the disbelief, and all the rest of it. I consider that I chose this man. How in God's name did I end up with such a monster, in such a monstrous situation? It's so hard for me to accept that I did this to myself. Why didn't I leave? Why did I stay? All the questions that others have for me, I ask myself, and I'm tortured with it daily. Truth is, I didn't have the strength to leave. I was just too afraid to leave. I was afraid because he said he would kill me. I was afraid because it would mean that everybody would know that I had failed. I was afraid because it would mean the end of my family. I was afraid because I didn't know what my life would be without him in it. I was afraid because I didn't know what my life would look like when the dust settled from the storm of me leaving. (coughs) I was afraid because I knew that I would be persecuted all that we know. My second family, my maternal family, doesn't believe me and still speaks to and treats him like family. His family does not speak to me at all and I'm sure that they all think I'm lying. I know that his closer family would have more sense. His father knows that I'm telling the truth. It's just just that he must stand by his son and I respect that. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law also know the truth to what I'm saying. Just a few weeks before I called the police on Wade, I spoke to my sister-in-law, and she told me that I need to leave him. 
and that she was afraid for me. <laughs> Funny, because right after I called the police, she came to my house and tried to take my children away from me. She called the police and told them that I, my children were abandoned and that they, they had not been eating. It was so crazy to me because they all know me. They know me well, and they know that I was always the provider in my home. Wade didn't work. Wade told them I was never home, that I had, that I had abandoned the children, and that there was no food in the house. This is the argument that both my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law and my father-in-law brought to me. This is my question, one that they were clearly too stupid to consider. If Wade was living in the house and was in the house with the children when I was not home, were they actually abandoned? And how was their father, was he sitting in the house with no food for his children and watching them starve? How does that make any sense? What is wrong with them? They're fools. And I was offended by their accusations and shocked by their, stupi by their stupidity. But also I was hurt. It hurt me too. Hurt me that after all they have seen that I had been with through with Wade after knowing me for so long. My, me, my dedication to my family and all that I have done and endured with and for Wade, that they would actually believe that I would abandon my children, that I would starve them, that I would lie about Wade, that I would do any of the things that Wade said I would do. I get why he would lie, but they know him and they know why he would lie. Anyone who knows Wade, who truly knows Wade, knows what he's capable of. And they also know, they also know, as a result, that I am not lying. It's sad, I know, and hard for those who love another, who see them as they truly are, especially if who they are is a monster. But that is what Wade is. He is a monster. He is a monster who abused, raped, and tried to kill the mother of his children. There is just no way around that. And while it may be hard for them to accept, imagine how hard it was to live through. How hard it is now to live with the memories. Just imagine. Well, you guys, I have to be honest with you. I know that I'll do a little bit afterwards, and in this moment, I don't know what I have to say. It hurt me when my my in-laws came and tried to take my children away and listen to Wade's lies, knowing who he was, knowing what he's done, knowing how he's been in the past and how I've always stood there. It hurt, but I'm not sure I can add more to that. Um, Wade is a monster. He is. He is an abusive, narcissistic monster, but I'm not, I want to say I'm over it, and I am. I'm over it. He doesn't cause me pain anymore. A part of me feels horrendously sorry for him because he has to live with who he is, and I know that he too is in pain. And he needs to handle his pain, and I don't know if he has anyone in his life who he can show his pain to the way that I have seen it. But he showed me his pain in a way that caused me immense pain and suffering. So I'm not sure what to say. 
Um, I've spoken to my sister-in-law since this post. Um, I have not spoken to my father-in-law or my um, brother-in-law. And of course, we're going to add exes to those things. My sister-in-law reminded me that we have children who don't know each other as a result of this mess and family is important and so we need to do better for our children. I don't know if I need to have a conversation with her to address these things. I don't know because when we did speak, she didn't speak to any of it. And neither did I. It, it wasn't the moment we were, by definition, reconnecting. And we haven't reconnected since that moment. So I don't know what happens next. But I know that, the, that I deserve an apology at least. A recognition of the moment that she disrespected me and my family and who she knew me to be for the person she knew was already a monster. But who knows? We don't always get the things we need in life. And by definition, we must simply move on. So we'll see how that all pans out. But I'm just giving you all an update and telling you how I feel today. So that is all for today, everyone. And I trust that you enjoyed it. Maybe learn something you didn't know before or learned that you are not the only one. Whatever you got from this week's episode, I trust that it served you. And remember, everyone, that your flame, your fire will always burn. Lighting someone else's fire will never diminish yours. It will only create a larger fire. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a fantastic week. And let's make this one count, shall we? Take care, everyone. This is Miss Felicia J. Until next time, be well.